Hi, and welcome. We're delighted that you've joined us here at Tell Me Where to Go, where you'll hear travel tales from all over the world designed to inspire, inform, and get you travelling around this wonderful world. Well, I'm very, very excited because I'm going to Rwanda to meet a very inspiring and wonderful man, Greg Bakunzi. Greg has been recognised by the United Nations World Tourism Organisation. He is the founder of the Red Rocks Initiative for Sustainable Development in Rwanda. And he is introduced to me by my colleague, Kate Webster, who is also on the line. But first of all, Greg Hello, welcome to tellmewheretogo.com. Thank you, Steve, as Kate has introduced you to uh, meet you. My name is Greg Bakunzi. I'm the founder of Red Rocks Initiative, which is also has a social enterprise behind it, which is called Red Rocks Rwanda. We started this organization back in 2013, and we just operate in Rwanda. Most of our operations are around the Volcano National Park, which is the home of the mountain gorillas. We have also expanded our operations in the, the whole country, and that's where we are operating. And the whole idea of the organization is to see how can we bring community conservation and tourism together for sustainable development. Now, one person that does know your work very well because she has been to Rwanda and she has met you and she speaks very highly of you is my colleague Kate Webster. Hi, Kate. How are you going? I'm good, thanks, Steve. How are you? Look, I am tremendous. You've told me some wonderful things about Greg. What was your experience with Greg? You've met him a couple of times, haven't you? I have. I actually first met Greg at Red Rock and it was sat around a campfire one night. So Red Rock's has this incredible community environment where you can go, you can experience some local artists working, you can learn about the Rwandan culture, but you can also stay there. And I'd just been trekking with my group with the Mountain Gorillas and relaxing into the evening, I heard about this place called Red Rocks and I could hear some music coming from the place and it sounded quite funky and I'm like, yeah, I'll go check this out. And there sat around the campfire after trying some banana beer. I got to meet Greg and where he works and learn a bit about him and that was the start of a wonderful friendship, wouldn't you say, Greg? Yes, yeah, exactly. And that's when we first met when you had come to cover the story about the gorilla naming ceremony in Rwanda and you were invited mm-hmm. on uh, you were on a ticket of the Rwanda Development Board that had invited different travel writers from around the world. Some of your groups, are, including yourself, even though you were staying next to us, but you kept on coming to our place. So which was good, and that's when we came really to, co- to reconnect and you got to visit us again, so that was really good. Then we managed also to be together in Europe for one week when we were all exhibiting in Holland. So that's when I really came to understand your job and the job you are doing back in Australia and what you also did in South Africa. And I was much interested into that. I started really contacting you and seeing the best way how we can work together. And here we are. And Stephen is with us. Now, Greg, there's no need to build Kate up. We're here to talk about you. (laughs) 
I believe you started about 15 or so years ago as a travel guide in Rwanda, organising the tours for various people and also working for various international tour operators. You've built up your business over that time, but one of the features of your business is that you really want to include the local people. You want them to be involved and and also to benefit from the tourists that go to Rwanda, don't you? Yeah, that's exactly, Steve, what I want to include the local communities in the tourism industry. Because as you can see, in Rwanda we have got now only like four national parks and Rwanda is a smaller country. But if we can be able to develop this community-based tourism, and then which is going to involve the local communities, this could be a long-lasting tourism industry for our country. At this time of talking, of course, the world is consumed by coronavirus. And I would imagine that that has really badly affected your business and your ability to help the local people, has it? Yes, it has really affected us as it affected us uh, parts of the world as well. But all what we did was to keep on like encouraging our local communities, our cooperatives and associations, engaging them in workshops and do some few trainings so that we can keep them in the industry as we, we wait to see how this pandemic is going to end. Kate, you're very enthusiastic about the work that Greg is doing in Rwanda. Tell me how it affected you when you saw what he was doing. I think it just brought a different level to my experience in Rwanda. My first time, like Greg mentioned, was going specifically for Quita Azina, which was the baby gorilla naming ceremony. And obviously people think about Rwanda and the first thing they do think about is trekking with the rare mountain gorillas. So I had this amazing experience doing that. But what actually I discovered on my time in Rwanda was it was more about the people I met there and learning about their culture and what they've experienced in their history and sometimes you just can't get that when you do a a tour unless you meet someone that is local and can take you to that next level and I really enjoyed the fact that every dollar that I spent at Red Rocks or all the money that is spent within that area goes straight back into the community and I, I prefer that. I really prefer that. And Greg, your Red Rocks initiative, it is very keen on sustainable development. In other words, you don't want to ruin the reason for, for, for tourists going there. You want to invite people to come and enjoy your country, but to see it how it is and to enjoy it how it is. How important is that for you to not change too much or not develop too much at the risk of ruining the reason for people going there in the first place? Yeah, that's a very good question, Steve. What is so important and what is going to the trade is the people that we are going to do the partnership with in a Red Rocks initiative. It's not only me and the members that are involved that are all going to develop this program by ourselves, but we're going to have the collaboration with different people around the world so that we know that we are in the right way. We are going to be dealing, carrying on like some partnerships with some university schools that are also involved in community development, some research 
just to keep on like doing evaluation on what we are doing. We might be doing it in a, a local way, but we would also really like to have it on international level. And at the same time, evaluate, our, you know, have like some institutions, organizations that could evaluate us and see, are we really doing the best thing? If we are looking into the sustainability of this, we need to make sure that we involve other people from around the world to be a part of this. Are you getting support from local government or local agencies as well? At the moment, we are not getting any support from any local agencies. The only thing we are getting the support from the government, they really appreciate what we are doing. They are supportive of what we are doing. They appreciate what we are doing. They even send some of the students from different institutions around the country just to come and learn from us and see what we are doing. You know, we are not that perfect, but at least there is a certain step that we have taken. Well, if you reach perfection, you'll probably become quite boring, I would imagine, Greg. That's when you have a challenge and you meet that challenge. That's when it's exciting. Greg, I have to admit, I don't know a lot about Rwanda, but I've had the pleasure of listening to Kate's podcasts about her various journeys here. Would you and Kate like to tell us a little bit more about Rwanda? We know about the trekking into the mountains to see the gorillas, but what else is there in Rwanda that people would love to see? Do you mind if I step in here, Greg, and say my little piece first of why I love that country, and then you can correct me if I get anything wrong. (laughs) Like you said, Steve, I have spoken a lot about Rwanda and if I'm passionate about something or I really enjoy something, you will have a hard time shutting me up about it. So Rwanda, like we mentioned, the mountain gorillas, yes, they are a massive draw card, but it's so much more than that. They have possibly the most beautiful national parks I have seen anywhere in the world, starting with Akagera National Park. It is where you will see the big five. So I like to say Rwanda has the big six, really. You've got the big five and then the bonus of the mountain gorillas. It is actually a very scenic and stunning national park. But besides that, like Greg said, and this is where you can correct me, is it five national parks you have in Rwanda? Yeah, after we have four national parks. Four national parks. Okay, so I'm aware of volcanoes, Akagera, and then Nyungwe National Park down towards the southwest end of Rwanda. And Nyungwe National Park was a place where I felt instantly relaxed and calm because it is one amazing rainforest, jungle, come mystical place where everywhere you look, there's there's something else that's just catching your eye. And it is down that way, I believe, that you can do the chimpanzee trekking as well. Is that correct, Greg? Yeah, that's correct. You do the chimpanzees there, you do the blue monkeys, and then there is even a waterfall, good forest for nature walk anyway. So mm. it has a bunch um, of activities that you can do inside. Yeah, amazing hiking. And I found even the drive down to that part of the country is really scenic because you you wind in around all the different mountain ranges and Rwanda is known as the country of a thousand hills and 
don't bother trying to count them because there's I would say there's well over a thousand you wind in and over and around all these mountains and you've got Lake Kivu on the side there and you you, you sometimes go along the the coast well I say coastline of Lake Kivu because it is a massive lake and it actually does get waves and beach area but it's just that scenic drive even to get down to Nyongwei National Park and that forest area and just before you get there you actually hit all the tea plantations these different shades of green like you've never seen before it's really a special part of Rwanda but then again Akagera is also special for me the whole country is special could I just say that Rwanda is one of the smallest countries certainly on the African mainland but it's in such a great location it's landlocked but it's in the Great Rift Valley where the African Great Lakes and region and the East Africa converge and I would imagine its location alone is one of the reasons why it would be a sensational destination. Oh most definitely you are surrounded by like you said landlocked you are surrounded by some really amazing unique countries that all have their own special offerings but Rwanda is small and it packs a punch for what it has because it it has everything. Like Greg said earlier, even in Nyungwe National Park, you have the hiking, you have waterfalls, you can do activities on the lake, you can go and do bike riding throughout the country. You've got the amazing cultural experiences like you can get at Red Rocks and the artists' work and the artesian work coming out of the country is fantastic. The music, I honestly cannot speak highly enough of this country. It's amazing. What I'm going to do is I'm going to let Greg speak highly of his country because, Greg, you know it very well. I'm looking at your CV. In 2015, you were added to the A-Team for Wildlife Wall of Fame for your contribution during their Giving Grid fundraiser. You were also that year a panellist on the roundtable of the 36th edition of the International Tourism Fair of Madrid and as I say you've been rewarded by the United Nations World Tourism Organisation so you're obviously very very passionate about your country Rwanda and also you obviously have a great community spirit because you want to involve the local people in your success you're obviously doing a wonderful job so you want to continue this role do you Greg? Yes Steve I I would really like to continue this journey, but it's always better to go into this journey with other people. That's why we are looking into those other people that we could really collaborate with in this. And as Kate has mentioned about the national parks, the four national parks that we have and what is inside the national park. And even before when I introduced myself, how I'm much involved in the community-based tourism. So after seeing how all these parks were attracting international tourists and other people coming in, I figured out that there is more needed even to supplement that by developing the community-based tourism around all the national parks that we have so that when people coming, they don't only enjoy the climate, they don't only enjoy the safaris, but they also get to interact with the local communities. As Kate has mentioned more about our national parks and all what we have in the national parks, that's something that attracted me also to get involved in the community-based tourism by trying to see how can we bring the local communities all our cultural experience into the tourism industry. 
so that when people get to come to Rwanda, they don't only go to Nyungu and see chimpanzees, primates do the hiking, waterfalls, but also they get to experience the culture, the history. Because we have a rich history and a rich culture though, that we would not want the people to come in and miss it out when they get to visit Rwanda. So that was the whole reason why we are focusing into the community-based tourism. Not only around the protected areas, but in the whole country in general. Kate, thank you very much for introducing me to Greg. I can now understand why you were so enthusiastic about me wanting to chat to him. Thank you very much for that. And Greg, look, I'm wishing you the very, very best for the future. I think you're doing a fantastic work there in Rwanda. It sounds like a country that everyone should visit. I've been speaking to Greg Bakunzi from the Red Rocks Initiative Org. Greg and Kate, thank you very much for joining us on tellmewheretogo.com. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check back on our website for other stories, specialists, funny travel tales, and anything else you might need to plan and safely enjoy your next trip. We look forward to hearing you back again soon. <laughs>